Boom, coming in hot, Chinchy. How we doing, cuz? Doing good, man. Weather's starting to clear up here on the East Coast. You're on, well, you're on the East Coast. You're at the old uh, Sea Caucus, New Jersey, right now, working for yeah, them. Yeah, the network. We just did the top top 100 player show, so that's always a fun show. Me, Ronnie Darling, and uh, and uh, Amsinger. It's great. A lot of fun, dude. Those shows are great. And uh, I wish when I was playing, they had a top 100 players. I, I, you'd, you'd, you'd be uh, excited to crack that list. That know? would be pretty cool to get on that list. Some guys are not happy with where they fall on that list, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's one of the things. It's one, literally one of the things. It's a, such a sore subject. Sometimes when you go to big league camps and like guys are pissed, well, why would you want to interview me? I'm not in the top 100. You're like, I don't know. I, the research department does it, not me. Yeah, and by the way, it's a very that's not the easiest thing to put together because think about it. You're going to be leaving guys off, but also, like, organize a list. We're going to be talking about some guys who might be moving positions this right. year. Does that put them up on that list or, or low on that list? Well, let's start right there. We're talking about shortstop situations. You're, you're all yeah. over that in uh, at MLB yeah. Network right now. What do you got? Well, well, speaking of that, dude, there's so many good shortstops. I mean, there's so many great shortstops from Lindor and Trey Turner, Correa, Bo Bichette. You know what I mean? The list goes on and on and on of, of, good, of good shortstops. Um, but the, a guy that, you know, you think as a shortstop, Fernando Tatis right. with the Padres, looks like he's going to be playing right field. So that's a, that's an interesting twist. You know, you could, cause they just got, I mean, Bogarts is one of the guys I didn't mention, but you got Bogarts now playing short, you move Kim to second, you move Cronenworth to first, you move Tatis to right. And I guess the big question is coming off the PEDs, you know, is he, first off, I think one thing you have to think about is mentally. You know what I mean? Right. Are, is we going to hear the people in the crowd, you know, chirping, you know, whatever, whatever they say after you come back from a PED suspension? You know, that's a big thing. Second thing, is he going to be happy playing right field? You know, the and, and, the, and the third thing is, you know, he had shoulder surgery and a wrist surgery. Is he going to be the same player that we knew before mm-hmm. those injuries? So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what Tatis going to right field because, it, you know, it's uh, – he was your star player, dude. I think last year in the top one. Dude, he was, he was the three. star player. Three. He was he was arguably becoming the face of Major League Baseball. Like it was like right. neck and neck with him and, and Judge, you know, as far yeah. as like that face of the league. I mean, he was in every promo for everything, and understandably, because he's so electric and so much fun to watch. Yeah. Now you know he did it a little differently. It's like when Cano when it happened with Cano, everybody was talking about it's the greatest second baseman of all time, and now his career just went and he's not gonna yep. be a Hall of Famer. So that's yeah, an interesting yeah. one. Do you think yeah. they're better? Like, I'm just surprised that, like, they went and got Bogarts of all people. Because I could have just put Tatis back at short. But I guess they just they did all the analytics to think that lineup's going to be better with both of those guys in it than, rather than going and get, getting a right fielder. Weird. Well, dude, look, look, look at that lineup now. You know, we were, we were also talking about who's the best lineup in baseball. Is it the mm. Astros, you know? Is it the uh, is it the Braves? I think I personally think the Braves are the best lineup with Matt Olson at first, Ozzy Albies a full year, Acuna being back healthy. They picked up Sean Murphy. You got you know Riley um, uh, Austin Riley over there at third base. You still got Michael Harrison center who's going to be an absolute superstar. You know there's firepower in that lineup. The Astros are obviously loaded too, um, but the Padres lineup, dude. We got Soto, Tatis, Machado, Bogarts. Cronenworth. I mean, there, there, there's some legit yeah. firepower in that lineup. So, uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun year again, man. It, it was funny too when we you go down and look at some of these contracts, man. I think in the we just did forty through twenty one. I think it airs tomorrow night. But dude, there's mm-hmm. like three billion dollars of contracts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're making money. Yeah. Those guys are making yeah. money. One thing that blew up here in New York yesterday was a couple shots Brian Hawk took of Aaron Judge. 
taking grounders and and fielding throws at first base. Did you see that video? I saw that. Yeah. What'd you yeah. think? You're the first baseman. Well, why, well, dude, it gives you an option. Why not? Why not? Even the guy's such a good athlete. Um, and, 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 you know, the pounding, sometimes all the running on, on the, on the, on the body as he ages, they just signed him to a nine-year deal to be able to be that, to be versatile where you could put judge in right field, center field, or first base mm. or DH. Mm-hmm. It just gives Boone a lot of different options. I think it's That's a good a thing. Point. It, it, listen, here's the deal though, bro. It's not that easy. I remember when, when I got traded, they thought they were going to take Adam Dunn and just put him at first base. And Dunner was like, get me to the outfield ASAP. <laughs> like, get me out of here. It's, you know, it's not something that always works because playing in the infield, playing first base, hitting rockets, guys are hitting rockets at you, are coming off the base, you're 90 feet away. It's not as – there's so much going on over there footwork-wise, picking the ball. There's a ton of stuff happening at first base. So it's not the easiest of transition for guys. But now is the time in spring training to see if you can you can do it. Like, get judged there early on, get them some reps. So that we when when game time comes, we get him out there and he, and he has some comfort. Yeah, this is like this is such a great time of year for like visuals. Like I saw Verlander in his Mets uniform throwing a uh, yeah. throwing on a mound a couple of days ago, and like man, it came so fast. It, it almost feels like the the off season got shorter this year for some for some crazy reason. Because they're back, man. It's it's about to get going here, right? Yeah, it, it, they are back, and it's it's exciting, man. It's exciting when yeah, when you see Verlander and Scherzer back together with the Mets, you see different guys. You know, one of the guys that we're excited about too, which I, I heard, you know, just happened today was DeGrom already, already scratched from like a bullpen session with a, with a tight, you know, oblique muscle or something. We don't like that, like that so, if you're a... Geez, you know, you're, it's mm-hmm. interesting to see. I think the biggest question mark with DeGrom has been his health. You know, he's, he's aging, you know, I think he's 33, 34 years old. So, you know, with his health, you know, can he stay healthy? And we're already off to spring training, you know, first day, we're already getting banged for a, you know, issue is right side or left mm, side. No bueno. I always say, like, I hate when they do, like, you know, he'll probably have some sort of limitations on his innings and all that, and they're not going to stretch him out, and then in the midseason they do stuff. I almost wonder with a guy like that, and this sounds horrible and it's not good for, like, the game, but, like, just have him start in May. Have his first start be in May. You save a month off a guy who's only throwing – you know, 24, 25 starts rather than 34, 35 starts. I know it sounds horrible. You need to win those games in April. I totally get it. But, like, sometimes it's like, well, th- then you see it with the young guys, too. Like, oh, they're going to be on an in- innings limit, and then you wind up having to shut them down because you grinded them so hard to get to the playoffs, and then your guy's not in the playoffs. That stuff bothers me so much. I'd rather right. see the best pitchers in the second half of the season. But I, I know it's a, it's kind of a silly, silly point. Every game counts, right? No. It's not a silly point because, you know, at the end of the year, just with the Mets, remember DeGrom was out most of the year and came back right at the end, him and Scherzer. Like, wow, it's like a big trade to have DeGrom and Scherzer in the back top of that rotation towards the stretch stretch run. That's when you really need them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess paying all that money, you'd like to see that. You'd like right. to have a guy that can give you at least 30 starts. But you're right, Chance. At the end of the day, you're playing for the postseason. Maybe that first month off, you know, gives them a, you know, gets them hitting the ground running in May. But, you know, I'd have to think the way these guys are getting paid, you're expecting them to play. Yeah, that's true. The other option is to do like a six-man for the first month and a half, but then you get tricky yeah, too. But exactly. you, you need all your guys on there. Oh, one thing. Actually, you can say this to some of the listeners who, haven't, who probably don't know. Being in Arizona spring training is like nine million times better than being in Florida spring training, right? No offense to Florida. Oh, it's just logistically. Yeah. Explain that to people. Times. <laughs> yeah. 
because you're at spring training and the last thing you want to do is grind I, my whole career was in florida like tough break i had no Ugh. idea how great arizona was because in florida dude you're still taking four or five hour bus rides you're getting home late early you know getting up early the next day to go in arizona i think the furthest ride's an hour right. you, know, and, you know everything's within 15 30 minutes of each other pretty much and the games are you know you're you're always staying at home you know it, it just per- it works out perfect you're, you're yeah just, being in Arizona, with it being so tight there, that's the place. If, you, if you're a player, you want to be in Arizona. Yeah, and it's like an it's like an MLB alumni party. You guys all get to meet up there because everybody's all with yeah. their communities and, and their teams, right? Yeah, Do you exactly. see Jim Tony all the time? They always show concerts. Yeah. There's a huge concert Dave Matthews plays last year. Yeah, they got the Innings Festival concert, which is incredible. I think Vetter's Dempster. Vetter's playing there next week. Dempster does that off-the-mound stuff. Yeah, it's great, man. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's being in Arizona for spring training – and if you're a fan, if you've never been out in Arizona, go there. Yeah. Get out there. If yeah. you're a baseball fan, get out to Arizona. Go there for a week. You can catch tons of games, multiple mm. games, multiple teams. Games, just a great, it's just a great environment. Yeah. Although the ball flies more there, right? So you see more home runs in oh, the Arizona yeah. League, right? The ball flies way more. Sometimes your stats are padded, but as yeah. a player, you like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. All right. So what else you got on a docket these next two days? What shows are you doing there? Uh, I'm doing the top 100 shows. So I just did, I uh, just did, um, 41 through 60 and 21 through 40. I think 41 through 60 airs tonight, 21 through 40 airs tomorrow. And, uh, and then I got MLB tonight, tomorrow night with, uh, and I'm, I've been with, I've been with Ron, Ron Darling and Greg the last three days, Amzinger. So Love it's Ronnie. been great. Good shows, man. Great dudes. It's a great job, man. It's just a lot of fun talking baseball and, and just enjoying, uh, enjoying the game, man. Incredible. Especially to the off season, dude. You, bro? What about me? Now it's yeah, transition you, time, dude. Combine draft, combine in a draft, dude. The combine's coming up. There's apparently some dude that runs a sub four three forty. Who? I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. I'm not that good at this yet. (laughs) By next year, I'll know the guy's name. But like, like apparently he claims that he ran like a four two six once. So, uh, you know, we got Chris Johnson kind of hangs out with us. You know, CJ2K. Yeah, he flies. Yeah, he might he might go down to that to uh. To the combine, which is pretty cool because he has one of the fastest forty times in the history, maybe the fastest forty time in the history of the combine. I know Dion, I know Dion had one of the fastest. Yeah, no. If Dion were doing doing this type of stuff now, you like he? I mean, he would have been like, I mean, he did get paid and everything, but I would have loved to see him at like the combine where we, we can watch it now and the guys run their routes and they do the bench pressing and all that stuff. Let's get stuff, dude. dude. I told you, there's a few guys in my career, bro, like. Watching these guys run was like like Jacoby Ellsbury in his prime. Mm. Watching Jacoby Ellsbury run for the Red Sox when I played with him in 08, it was incredible. And I, and the one year I played with Dion in 2001, like at spring training, I'm like, I've never seen somebody run like that. Like that's what a gazelle runs like. Or that's yeah. what like like that's what like a you know a cheetah runs like. You yes, know, just the so of true. Like, yeah, it's so smooth. Thing, you watch Dion run, you're like, that is so smooth the yeah. way he runs. Yeah, I'll give you another guy. You ever see Harold late to the set? Harold Reynolds, at 50 years old, I bet still ran a 4440. He probably might still now. He's a freak. He's so fast. Even with his new hip, he can fly. Yeah, exactly. Incredible, man. All right, so what else we got coming up? So you're at spring training right now. Let's do this. You you get there, pitches and catches report, and you're getting to the field. What kind of shape are you in, and how much – are you in – Perfect shape now, or you're using this well, as a vet to get. Well, dude, here's the thing about spring training and the knock from the players is spring training is three weeks too long. It really is because spring training was made for the guys back in the day when you used to make before the unions were formed. 
those guys used to make more money in the offseason. I remember Ken Griffey Sr. telling me he made more money in the in the steel mills of Denora, PA, mm. in the offseason than he did playing for the Cincinnati Reds before the union, you know, happened where guys would start getting paid. I mean, that's what spring training was. These guys had to work in the offseason, and then it would come to spring training for six or seven weeks, get in shape, get their swings down, you know, start lifting weights and doing that stuff. Now, dude, in the offseason, as soon as the season's in, these guys are taking a month off, three weeks off, and they're back at it. They're with personal trainers. They're in the best shape of their life. They're hitting outside. It's the full-time job. They're getting paid so much money. So, you know, one of the things with spring training, it's just too long, dude. It's three weeks too long for everybody. And uh, but but at the end of the day, bro, it's a money maker. It's a money maker for the towns they're in. It's a money maker for Arizona, Florida, and uh, you know they're not going to shorten it because you know it 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 works for the towns that they're in. Yeah, and he, Major League Baseball. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned those guys back in the day. Joe DiMaggio had to uh, had to sell heaters and uh, Mister Coffee to get to get through the season before he's yeah, got his exactly, big paychecks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got that going. You're you're suited up. You're going to unsuit. You're going back home. Are you going back to the Bates right Motel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna, we're going. We're staying at this new hotel called the Element out in Woodridge, nice. New Jersey. And I'm taking I'm taking Sarah out tonight for. Uh, we're celebrating Valentine's Day the next day. You know Good I mean? move. Fourteenth, you you're just battling to get a freaking seat. We're showing up yeah. tonight. Uh, place. So I just yeah. I drove past the uh, the Walgreens uh, in my neighborhood <laughs> yesterday, and the line of dudes was out the door, like all the guys in their suits on their way home from work going, oh, shit, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> and they're going getting those like shitty stuffed animals from there, like beanie babies and shit. That's all that's left. Oh, <laughs> you, you, get the, you get the bootleg 12 roses. I yeah. got your roses. Like, you just get these at like Giant Eagle or something Kroger real quick? Yeah, gas like, station? Yeah. They're, they're yeah, right next to the squeegee at the gas station. They just have them sitting in <laughs> Box. There's a guy on the road with a table just like coming up to your car. Yes. And yeah, this is the one time I like you. That dude that comes up, yeah. like, dude, what's this guy doing? But the one time you like him on a Valentine's Day, like, yeah, dude, give me a dozen roses. Exactly. Please. Exactly. All right. We'll get after it. Have fun on your Valentine's Day, post Valentine's Day dinner, and we'll, we'll get back at right, this uh, tomorrow. And hey, by the way, All if right. you haven't uh, caught the Brandon Geyer show yes, yeah, yet. Yeah, you got it. You know, we were just talking to my, our buddy T Mac who did uh, Push the Tarp. We had him on a great book. If you haven't got that, go get that. Push the Tarp. He was just sending a, t- a text me today saying, wow, Brandon Geyer episode was incredible. It was incredible, man. Brandon Geyer, one of the best. He calls himself a mental strength coach. I like that. Um, does the uh, major, league, major League Mindset program. Um, you know, just got asked. You know, he's getting a lot of big league clubs are asking him to be their mental performance coach. So, you know, he joined us for an hour. And, uh, man, it's it's gold stuff for, for life and, uh, you know, if you're a baseball player. So, yeah. tune into that if you haven't. Totally. And, Pass it on to whoever you can because it's really good, really incredible stuff. Yep. Couldn't say it better myself. All right. Good stuff, dude. Enjoy All your right, night. We'll catch up tomorrow, right? YouTube, right? Remember, everybody out there, subscribe and download. We, we Only 20% of you are, are subscribing and downloading. Please. It helps us when you do. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you tomorrow. All right.